0: The first reading for the feast of St. Titus is from the book of the Acts of the Apostles, the 20th chapter. Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departure savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves men will rise up, speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch, and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who were with me. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. This is the word of the Lord. Behold, I will search for my sheep and will seek them out. I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered. I will set shepherds over them who will care for them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed. The epistle is from St. Paul's letter to St. Titus, the first chapter. Paul a bondservant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledgement of the truth which accords with godliness in hope of eternal life which God who cannot lie promised before time began but has in due time manifested his word through preaching which was committed to me according to the commandment of God our Savior. To Titus, a true Son, in our common faith. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior. For this reason I left you in Crete, that you should set in order all the things that are lacking and appoint elders in every city as I commanded you. If a man is blameless, the husband of one wife having faithful children, not accused of dissipation or insubordination. For a bishop must be blameless, as a steward of God, not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but hospitable, a lover of what is good, sober-minded, just, holy, self-controlled holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and convict those who contradict. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city And place where he himself was about to go then he said to them the harvest truly is great but the laborers are few therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest go your way behold I send you out as lambs among wolves carry neither money bag knapsack nor sandals and greet no one along the road. But whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whatever city you enter, and they receive you, Eat such things as are set before you, and heal the sick there, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Preach you the word and plant it home to men who like or like it not. The word that shall endure and stand when flowers and men shall be God. We know how hard, O Lord, the task your servant bade us undertake to preach your word and never ask what prideful profit it may make the sower sows his reckless love scatters abroad the godly seed intent alone that all may have the wholesome loaves that all men need Though some be snatched and some be scorched and some be choked and matted flat, the sower sows his heart cries out, Oh, what of that and what of that? Of all his scattered plenteousness, one-fourth waves ripe on hill and flat, and bears a harvest hundredfold. Ah, what of that, Lord, what of that? Preach you the word and plant it home. And never faint the harvest, Lord, who gave the sower seed to sow, will watch and tend his planted word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. After these things, the Lord appointed seventy others also, and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. But whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his wages." Do not go from house to house. Whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you, and heal the sick there, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. This is the word of the Lord. There is a rule, generally accepted in composition and in theology, that good things come in threes. On this day, however, St. Luke provides a different perspective, attempting to convince you of the benefit of twos. Interestingly enough, only two of the evangelists record this event, St. Matthew and St. Luke. In St. Matthew's account, there is no mention of the 70 disciples. Jesus merely sends out disciples before his face to preach of him. In a way, Jesus sends out many St. John the Baptizers, going ahead into all the regions to prepare them for the presence of the Christ. The other detail, included by St. Luke and not by St. Matthew, is the reference to Jesus sending these disciples out two by two, the immediate referent that ought to come to mind is the account in Genesis of animals being brought into the ark in pairs, commonly translated two by two. So Noah with his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives went into the ark because of the waters of the flood, of clean animals, of animals that are unclean, of birds, and of everything that creeps on the earth Two by two, they went into the ark to Noah, male and female, as God had commanded Noah. This is an important reference in considering the value of twos and what meaning it has for you of the faith. Yet there is another reference even before the account of the flood. In the first chapter of Genesis, God creates all that is, in six days. There is an order to this creation, and on each day two groups of things are made, darkness and light, firmament and waters, land and seas, herb and trees, two great lights of the heavens, creatures of the air and sea, creeping things and man. Of the living things God created, God also created them in twos, male and female. With the blessing, be fruitful and multiply. The twos are the living things of the perfect creation. Two by two, the animals enter the ark in order that the new creation, that is, the new creation in an unrecognizable, flood-ravaged land, the blessing of life may yet remain. However, the twos of the ark are insufficient for the perfection of life in the true new creation. Thus Christ our Lord sends forth his disciples, two by two, as creation as the mark of life and blessing and as those who proclaim the new life and the new creation. He sends them out, two by two, as pastors. They depart, as St. Luke and St. Matthew both agree, before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Here, Christ institutes the office of the priesthood, the office of the holy ministry. Here, Christ sends forth men to proclaim his name and person to the nations in order that those nations may believe and receive in faith the blessings Christ brings in his very flesh and in his very presence. Two by two, he sends them as sheep from the Holy Ark of the Church, that they might bring life in his words, in his name, and in his body and blood. Two by two, he sends them out as beasts of the new creation to proclaim the new creation of life in the resurrection of the body won by this Lord. On this, the feast of Saint Titus, here is the final theological point St. Luke makes by referencing the twos. When Noah brings the animals aboard the ark according to the command of God, he does not bring only his favorites or only the clean. He brings all. Of clean animals, of animals that are unclean, of birds and of everything that creeps on the earth two by two, they went into the ark. For the clean and for the unclean animals, there is salvation in the ark. For the clean and the unclean alike, there is a home in the Holy Church. For the Jew and for the Gentile, salvation comes in the person of Christ. This is the message of the priesthood. This is the message of those sent two by two before the face of Christ. This is the message of the church, the death of Christ, not for the Jew alone, not for the Gentile alone, but for the world. The gospel of Christ is indeed the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, Jew and Gentile alike. This is the message of the twos, and this is the message to, for, and of Saint Titus. Born to illustrious pagans in Crete, Saint Titus was a heathen Gentile who knew nothing of the grace of God. His early life was spent studying the Greek philosophers, but as a young man, he heard rumors of a great prophet in Palestine, and guided by curiosity, he traveled to Jerusalem. There, this young Gentile heard the words of Jesus and became one of those 70 disciples. Saint Titus became a witness of the works of Christ and a witness of his death and resurrection. On the day of Pentecost, St. Titus heard with amazement the gospel of Christ preached in his native Cretan tongue by the apostles. Soon after, he was baptized by St. Paul and became a close companion to him on his many missionary journeys. St. Titus stayed with St. Paul until the time that he was sent back to his home of Crete, to serve with apostolic authority as the bishop, the pastor charged with overseeing the training of new pastors and overseeing the pure teaching of the gospel and faithful administration of the sacraments in that land. St. Paul makes his instructions clear. For this reason I left you in Crete, that you should set in order the things that are lacking and appoint elders in every city as I commanded you. Two by two, the disciples go out before the face of Christ, Saint Titus among them. Two by two, the apostles preach to them, teach them, and ordain them, Saint Titus among them. Two by two, these men proclaim themselves The Mysteries of Christ, St. Titus among them. In Crete, St. Titus performs the work he received, preaching, teaching, administering the sacraments, and ordaining new pastors to send forth himself, two by two. The legacy of the apostles, of St. Titus, and of all the pastors he himself sent out, which truly is nothing more than the legacy of the gospel of Christ, continues to this day. Two by two, the hands of the church fall upon the heads of men who become sheep sent out as under-shepherds. Two by two, these men preach Christ to Jew and to Gentile, to rich and to poor, to happy and to sad, to healthy and to sick. Two by two, their hands and feet go out to gather Christ's people into his holy ark and to prepare them for the new life and the new creation. Two by two, the hands distribute the gifts, feeding and nourishing according to the mandate of Christ. By these gifts, the kingdom of God has come near to you. It has come near to gather you, to give to you, and to proclaim to you the wonders of a God who shows no partiality, but who instead desires that all would join him two by two in the ark of the Holy Church and in the blessings of the new life and the new creation. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, worthy to be held in reverence by all people everywhere, we give you humble and sincere thanks for the innumerable blessings that you have bestowed on us without any merit or worthiness on our part. We praise you especially for preserving for us your saving word and the holy sacraments. Grant and preserve to your holy church throughout the world purity of doctrine and provide faithful pastors. To preach your word with power help all who hear the word rightly to understand and truly to believe it send laborers into your harvest and open the door of faith to those who do not know you in mercy bring to repentance the enemies of your church and grant them amendment of life protect and defend your church in all tribulation and danger strengthen us and all fellow christians to set our hope fully on the grace revealed in Christ and help us to fight the good fight of faith, that in the end we may receive the salvation of our souls. Bestow your grace on all nations of the earth. Bless especially our country, its inhabitants, and all who are in authority. Let your glory dwell in our land, that mercy and truth, righteousness and peace may abound in all places. We commend to you the care of our schools so that our children may grow in useful knowledge and Christian virtue and thus bring forth wholesome fruits of faith. Graciously defend us from all calamity by fire and water, from war and pestilence, from scarcity and famine, and from every other evil. Protect and prosper all who labor in their rightful callings and let all useful arts flourish among us. Be the God and Father of the lonely and the forsaken, the helper of the sick and needy, the comforter of the distressed and those who sorrow. Accept, we implore you, our bodies and souls, our hearts and minds, our talents and powers, together with the offerings we bring before you as our humble service. Grant your Holy Spirit to those who come to the Lord's table this day. That they may receive the body and blood of Jesus Christ in sincere repentance and firm faith, and to their abundant blessing. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour comes, support us by your power and receive us into your heavenly kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.